down, have a seat, class is in session. Hi guys, it's Lear, and I'm just popping in to let you know that this episode will be about Iron Man 1. We did record an episode about Captain Marvel, a movie that all three of us greatly enjoy. Victoria said it's one of her favorite Marvel movies so far. But unfortunately, in the transition from where we record, we use Zencaster because we all live in different places, to the tech that I use to edit the tracks, uh, the files were corrupted and there was this terrible buzzing underneath. But long story short, this week's episode is Iron Man. We will talk in an episode really quickly at the beginning about our opinions on Captain Marvel, but for now there will be no full episode. So enjoy our episode on Iron Man 1. Thanks, guys. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Marvels for Dummies. I am Learen Jess with my hosts... Jordan Deeb. Victoria Lyman. And this week we are talking about the very first movie in the MCU, the one that wasn't even under the name Marvel Studios, Iron Man, starring my sweet, sweet baby, Robert Downey Jr. You know what? I knew something was different at the beginning. Yeah. It's that, that's the thing where they still had, like, the comic book pages. I mean, the, the, the logos evolved anyway, but, like, I think at first it was just, like, those comic book pages that used to flip and turn into Marvel. They, they don't even have that. No, they don't have anything on it. Oh, really? Because they it, had those since, like, it's, the... It's Paramount. Yeah. Oh. It's just Paramount. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just just generally, really quick, before we dive into Victoria, Jordan, what's your general opinion on this movie? I mean, I think as a film, it's aged fairly well, especially being the first film in, like, a, a like a 22-film series. Um, I think as a cell phone, um, Tony Stark's cell phone has not aged well. And you watch and you go, oh, wow, this movie was made in 2008. He has, like, the phone that flips, so he gets the full keyboard. And I'm like, oh, God, somebody, somebody edited an iPhone into his hands. Also, the fact that he's video chatting on it. That's like, idea is like he has like this uh, incredibly high tech phone, but it, like the prop. It doesn't. It just like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, no, this should not be happening on this phone. Exactly. Yeah, but no, I think the movie's aged um, well. I think it's a really, you know, I think it's a solid film that helps introduce the character of Tony Stark to the world, and then we'll, you know, as we'll find out, we will slowly get introduced to the rest of Marvel. Yeah. I love this movie, personally. Partly just because I love Robert Downey Jr., but also because, like, just, it's so good. And it's, like, you watch it and immediately go, like, in your head, like, oh, this is the start of something. You know? Yeah. And and I think that's what I love about it, is that before this, we had only had, that was, like, a highly revered in modern times superhero movie. We only had... um Batman Begins, right? When did The Dark Knight come out? Around the same time, but I don't think it was out before Iron Man. Let me look. Um, The Dark Knight came out in... I feel like that was... 2008, but I think it was after Iron Man. Well, uh, what, when in 2008? In July. Iron, yeah, Iron Man came out before it. Iron Man came out in May. Dark Knight came out in July. Yeah, so in like terms of like movies that could be looked at as like actual genuine films, uh, yeah, Batman Begins is definitely one. And then like in terms of like what specifically Marvel movies could be, like this was the start of like, oh, like they don't all have to necessarily be meh, campy 
things. Like, we can modernize these movies and translate them well. Yeah. All right, so... Now that we know Jordan, my opinions, Victoria, what was your your first general opinion of the first MCU movie? Okay, I I did really like this one. Um, at first, um, when they're in the 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 Middle East for like mm-hmm. forty minutes, I was just like, I have no idea what's happening, and I thought this was going to be the most miserable miserable time of my life <laughs> side note one of my the, the biggest memory i have from seeing this movie in theaters was i went with a couple of friends from school and i brought my cousin along and me and him didn't were laughing because we didn't need subtitles during those scenes <laughs> it was just that hilarious my, to us. that is my favorite thing about doing things with jordan when characters start speaking arabic and he'll just like go to me oh yeah that means this 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 and this like we were playing a video game once and like they spoke in arabic and he he went ah and said something back to the character i was like (laughs) no no it was like a really high stakes moment and like it was in somalia which like i don't think you had registered was like oh they'll speak arabic here no i had it and the kid just said something you're like huh huh and i was like he says don't shoot he means no harm you're like how the fuck do you know that (laughs) how the fuck do you know that um but yeah so yeah i mean the whole scene in the middle east is really just to show like what kind of person tony was beforehand Mm -hmm. i it always ends up being longer than I thought it, think it is. It, yeah, it's like a third of the movie. It's like, yeah, it's literally, I, I think I timed it. It was like 40 minutes into the movie and they're finally out of the Middle East. Yeah, I always think it's like, oh, the first 15 minutes he's in the Middle East. No. It's like all of act one. That, yeah. that would be the only thing that would deter me from watching this again, is that whole section. <laughs> Um, I feel like there are some of those things in the Iron Man movies, unfortunately. Um, one, like, that's, yeah, the Middle East stuff is hard, can be hard to watch sometimes. And like, Yeah, there's definitely scenes where it's, like, tough to watch, but I also feel like, in a way, I'm happy they didn't speed through it either, because I think the, like, moments he has with, um, and his name's slipping right now, I know it starts with a Y, but I always forget how to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, why can't I think of it now either? I literally just watched it. Uh you guys know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah. I think yeah. the moments between Tony and him, Yeltsin, I think is his name, something like that. I think so. Are just very, like, it's so important to Tony's character in a way. Uh-huh. And like... Yinsen. Yinsen, yeah, Yinsen. yeah. And like, you know, I feel as though, like, Tony seeing somebody willing to sacrifice himself and kind of being okay with his own death meant something to him and you'll see throughout the mcu that a lot of people don't think that like tony is the type of guy to like do that for someone yeah um yeah i don't think it's too long it's just like and we'll talk there's something in iron man 3 that makes iron man 3 difficult for me to watch um where i just think that some of those movies the reason i don't watch them more often is just because like there are some heavy things um I I think this movie is too long. Even after the Middle East part, it felt like it was too well, long. Let's go into your questions. And let's turn to something <laughs> really important to say. Not really important, but part of me is wishing that I sent you guys the original Iron Man trailer. And I, the only reason I say that is because, like, I watched it a couple years ago and people were talking about, like, some of Marvel's trailers. And I was like, oh, that was basically the entire movie in two to three minutes. Like, they show... You mean I could have watched that? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, you could have. All right. So what is what is your first question? Oh gosh. Okay. I wrote stuff here and 
some of this might have been answered. Um, let me read through this real quick. Oh, okay. It felt like it was brushed over super fast, but the, the blueprints of, like, the original, like, suit. Do, do they just, like, come across those? Are they something that Tony's dad made? Like, I, they, I just didn't know. They all of a sudden appeared. <laughs> the original suit, or you mean the original arc reactor? The, the, the thing, the big, the big suit, yeah, the original first suit. Out with. They yeah. just kind of appear. It's kind of implied any blueprints that Tony finds are his father's. Because a big that's that a big overarching thing in the MCU is Tony Stark made a lot of amazing technology that like didn't exist. And ever since he died, people have been trying to replicate and build upon it to varying success. Howard. Howard Stark. Sorry, not Tony, Howard. Yeah, Howard was very much an inventor, whereas Tony kind of was just like, I am going to run the the company of weapons manufacturing. And while he himself is a very skilled mechanical engineer, before the movies, you don't really see him as no. an inventor. And no. the public does not see him as the an inventor. The public sees him as a hoe. There's anything wrong with being a hoe, I mean, like, but they see him as a hoe. Like... They're not wrong. Um, I mean, he's more than that. Which reminds me, I forgot until she showed up that Gwyneth Paltrow is yep. in these. And uh, she, she forgets all the time, too. She is the one of the most bland actresses of all time. I will be quoted on that. I do not care if anyone comes and attacks well, her vagina me for candle it. blew up and burnt someone, so, you know. Good. Did the vagina candle have chlamydia? Uh, no, it's, uh, somebody lit the candle that's supposed to smell like her vagina and it exploded. No, I know, but like... Goop is a terrible company. I will come right out and say that. Goop is pseudoscience based on trying to mimic traditionally Eastern, Eastern. and Native American um, old medicine, but like this really stereotypical viewpoint on it. And like those fucking jade eggs, like there's no real evidence that those jade eggs existed in the way that Goop pretends that they were. There's a whole thing. It drives me fucking crazy. It's a whole thing with, like, the white millennial feminist out here in California. But, like... She, I was gonna li- say, she's crazy, so... Let's just, like, listen, guys. If you're sick, do not use a crystal. Please go to yeah. a doctor. You can use crystals if it helps you mentally. Like, I have crystals, and I burn sage, and I have incest and all... In- incest. <laughs> <laughs> I have incense and all that shit, and I burn it all the time. Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> And it, it like, but if you're very sick, go to the doctor. Just like, make sure. Get vaccines. Okay, on top of, on uh, on the topic of um, actors in this movie that now, like, are weird, um, in the midst of Googling Terrence Howard, I found out that he does not act anymore. He retired. After Empire? Um, Yeah, and he, like, he's like, I'm going to. He's like, I don't want to title it as a philanthropist, but I want to, I want to like help people or whatever. Like, but he's a weird yes. Well, I think we warned you about this, but second warning: next he's movie, he becomes Don Cheadle. I tried, I tried to like, like watching it. I tried to like mentally, like, I was like, okay, did, 
they, but they're just their skin tones are so different. Very they different. look so different. Physically. I know Terrence Howard for two things: Iron Man one, and I've never even seen Empire. There was just an image of him wearing. I guess there was a scene in a uh, season of Empire where his character grew out dreadlocks, but the wig they gave him looked horrible. Oh my! I God. think that dreadlock thing might be from a flashback, but I could be wrong. Maybe I don't know what the context is of it. The show, but all I know is when they tried to give him dreadlocks like oof. um yeah so yeah i think it's just like howard St- back to your question i think it's just like something howard stark made um so- okay that, that was kind of the assumption i was yeah. making while watching yeah. it but i wasn't sure if it was addressed and i just missed it because it happened very fast all of a sudden they were this there. is this movie also <laughs> is the first time we get any reference in the mcu to the 10 rings which will actually be explored in shang chi and the 10 rings this summer i'm very excited that's the terrorist yes. group that kidnapped they, him is the 10 rings oh okay. and they are traditionally um iron man villains the mandarin who's someone that they'll touch on in iron man 3 but in a weird way, so we'll just yeah. get there when we get there. Those are classic Iron Man villains, villains, but the Ten Rings do spread yeah, more than and that. That's what Shang Chi and the Ten Rings will be about. The legend. Yes, of the I'm Ten very Rings. excited. But, anyways, what was your next question? Um, his like chest. The arc reactor. Yeah. How? How? Yeah. How does that even like get installed? In so it's an electro. <laughs> it's an electromagnet. That's powered with, um, at first it's powered by a car battery. at first it's powered by a car battery, but later on. When Tony makes it himself, he uses a a Stark industry trademark thing called an arc reactor. And that's what he refers to it as. But it's the reactor itself is not keeping him alive. It is preventing shrapnel from going into his Yeah, so he has a bunch of shrapnel from the explosion basically floating in his chest cavity. And so the electromagnet keeps it stuck to... It keeps it away from his heart, basically. Whenever he removes it, it'll start floating back towards his heart and his other internal organs. Um, and there will be more on that later on. Yeah, Iron Man 2 touches a lot on mm. the arc reactor. Okay. So I I don't need a ton of no. info on Just that, a magnet then. that keeps Maybe metal more. away from his heart. Good. As one needs. I liked that he would have shirts that like were fitted to, Tony. to like have it. To have it showing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Have yeah, shirts that were thin enough that there was still that yeah. blue underglow. No, These ones no. that are cut out. He would even have Yeah. yeah and it's that like too. really, really my guy? Really? <laughs> You're good, what are you sir? doing? Um <laughs> oh, so, God. what was your it made me laugh no i love it it's obnoxious tony is obnoxious and it's great um he's supposed to be this isn't a question i just wanted to touch on it that i think um stanley as hugh hefner may be one of the best um of his like appearances i mean i haven't seen the rest of the movies but (laughs) so i so i've always in in the first and the second one because it's a minor spoiler in the second one he's larry king but rip, by the way. Rest um, in peace. Oh my god. I'm on DuckTales. 
But so people have sometimes taken it as, oh, it's Stanley playing those characters. And other people went, no, it's an old guy just wearing a robe and in the next movie wearing suspenders. And Tony just goes, hey, Hugh, hey, Larry, like assuming. Yeah, it's that's them. a whole debate. I personally don't know which it's supposed to be. I think both versions are hilarious in their own way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I haven't seen the second one yet, obviously. Um, but the Hugh Hefner one, like he has... He has it is a good wi- joke. He has women with she him. She always so, has like, women with him. It would just be weird if he was like just a du- an old dude in a robe that looked a little bit yeah. like yeah. Hugh Hefner, you know? Um, yeah. Oi. I assumed with the women that I was like, yeah, no, it's definitely supposed oh, to be. Oh, wait, I'm on the Wikipedia page, so other cameos in the film include Stan Lee as himself being mistaken for Hugh Hefner by Tony Stark at a party. Oh, that's yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, technically he's supposed to be the same character in all these, that's but that's a bigger... That's whole other thing that we're not getting into now. right now, because I have feelings about it and I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, that. I feel like that doesn't add up, but... <laughs> um all right so what was your next question um oh god i don't even know what i wrote this about i said does he get fired or pardoned from stark industries why did i write that they ask him to step down as yeah they ask him to step down from running so obadiah stain um who's his father's old partner and yeah. supposed to be a friend to Tony because he's known him for so long, asks him to step down, um, saying that it's because of the, uh, like, political issue that Tony Stark caused by being kidnapped by terrorists and all the other things he's done leading up to that moment. Um, and realistically, as you find out as the movie goes on, that may not have actually been why he was asked to step down. So. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because all of a sudden, um, uh, Jeff Bridges' character, he's just like, oh, um, like, I, I don't know. He says something about, like, you like you not being here anymore or whatever. And I was confused. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he basically had to run the company without Tony anyway for three months. And he uses that as, like, an argument for, like, listen, man, like, we've got We this. can take care yeah. of it. Like, you need to get your shit together because I don't. And he's not losing no. money. Like, this is a thing that happens in bigger companies, minus the, you know, robot suits and betrayal. But well, like, I think the betrayal may happen. Yeah, they're just they're not as literal. I'm going into your home and stealing your heart out of your chest. You know, I don't think one CEO has went to another's house and, like, fucked with his pacemaker. You don't know. You don't know what Jeff Bezos has done. Oh, my God. My top you know two right. for people who would have done that are Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. And if I go missing, you can point to this audio as to why. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. Elon Musk would, like, make a signal that fucks with it. Um, But, yeah, that's all. I felt like for a moment during this, I was like, this feels like it should be, like like, an Elon Musk kind of character but i know elon musk was not around he's in the next movie he was he's in the second movie he has a cameo in the second movie for like four seconds he has a cameo in the second movie and there are scenes that were filmed at spacex's um warehouse tesla was relevant around for a while no 
it was getting started and SpaceX was kind of a thing. Okay. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, people have compared Tony and Elon Musk uh, a lot and that's because it it's gone on less and less. I'm going to I know you're I'm not saying I agree. I'm saying it has gone on less and less as Elon Musk has just become for the More listeners, Lauren was shaking her head. Because here's no. the thing: Tony Stark in the comics, fucking asshole, one of the worst people on the planet. Would not low key be offended if um people compared him to to Elon Musk because he's kind of a douche. In the films, he is nothing like Elon Musk. I just meant like the events and the extravagant, like the extravagant. Yeah, he's been around since yeah, 2003. No. I okay, that's news yeah. to me. A lot of research years going there, but like, no, that's what I meant. Is I feel like the people people have sort of stopped making that comparison, where like, as more in the public eye, people realized, oh, Elon Musk is not that cool. He's, He's a kind garbage of a human being. Yeah, but eight years ago, that wasn't the consensus garbage. as much. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. uh, I okay. So the only other thing was, I just I think Obadiah just was he just power hungry like he wanted to kill pepper just because just to fuck with tony he knew yeah because yeah. i was like is really is it just because she's gonna go like like leak all the information to him or are you just power hungry? Well, like he just wants power and and wants you know to be in control of stark industries I, because basically what it is is Stark Industries, if Tony takes them out of arms dealing, is going to lose money. Like, they're not by any means going to go under. Like, especially because Tony has plans for what they'll start making instead. But they're not going to make as much money as they do in arms dealing. Um, It'd be almost like if somebody wanted Toyota to pivot out of cars and into something else. Because all those big companies do probably make smaller parts and pieces for other bigger things. So it's like if someone's like, "What if we make Toyota an airline yeah, manufacturer?" Yeah, or like cell phones, so like f- yeah. or like something stupid like that that you're not going to make as much. Um, yeah, they all think it's a risky yeah. business move. It kind of I don't know. It aggravated me because I felt like he could have had more of a, like a reason to want to also take Howard over. Howard Stark is the worst, and a lot of Pete Howard left a lot of enemies behind. <laughs> Uh, you'll watch yeah. Ant-Man and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, like, Howard Stark had a lot of enemies by the time he, he passed on. So there are a lot of people that just kind of want to fuck with Tony because they didn't like his dad. Cool. I also, like, they never say it outright, but, like, I've always kind of got the vibe that, like, Obadiah Stane kind of had, like, um kind of like a scar complex of like that I should be the one running it like I was here first he just gave it yeah. to his kid I kind of I kind of felt that too yeah. yeah it's like hamlet but with iron suits no <laughs> no no that joke was just because it's lion hamlet, king yeah. is just hamlet with um, lions but yeah so that's all joy uh Although Ebediah Stane says, I think, both Jordan and my favorite line in the entire... Not even line, just well, line no, delivery. Because we... When they had the flashback to this in Far From Home, me and you both l- turned at the same time, looked at each other, and crap. quoted it, which is... In our caves! 
Well, in a cave yes. with a box of scraps, but yeah. Oh God, it's a, it's not even the line; it's yeah. just Jeff Bridges' delivery. In a cave. I was gonna say phenomenal performance from Jeff Bridges in this. Jeff Bridges yes. is the fucking man. I. Oh my God! Yeah. He's actually not the man; he's the dude. In the Big Lebowski. That's the character's name in the Big Lebowski. Which is a whole other oh. thing because by Tony calling Thor Big Lebowski in, in Endgame, Endgame. Yeah. Obadiah Stane is now just a doppelganger of the Jeff Bridges that exists in the MCU. Or someone else got the role. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's why Obadiah Stane's bald, is that every time he grows out his hair, people go, hey, are you Jeff, Jeff Bridges? Bridges? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Good um, Lord. Were those all your questions? Yeah, I told you. I said I felt like I didn't have – this was pretty straightforward, especially after I was out of the Middle East. A lot of my answers were – like, a lot of my questions yeah. were answered. Um. So what did you, what did you think of it overall? I liked it. Um, I don't know if it'll it'll be my favorite one. Um, I don't think it's anyone's <laughs> favorite. I don't think there are a lot of MCU fans. That go, What's your favorite movie in the MCU? And they go Iron Man. One. Who? <laughs> no, no. I said like specifically Iron yes. Man. Oh, one. I thought you meant there's one person. Not one person. I was like, I would argue it. It's <laughs> I mean, not Robert Downey Jr.'s favorite. And that he has other ones he likes to do Mo- Most people actually think, most people think it is the best one in his trilogy. Um, I think his trilogy is pretty strong. You'll generally find, you will generally find that people tend to like, everyone tends to like one, and then it's a decision as to whether you like two or three. I think they're all good in their own way. I um I debated watching one and two back to back. Um Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> I think you have a lot more questions when it comes to two, and I think the reason you don't have questions with this one is it doesn't like it doesn't you know, need questions. Captain America does a does a decent amount of setup and gets into bigger things. Captain Marvel coming twenty years later does a lot of like oh, but what about this and that? And then Iron Man was just like oh yeah. Also, I love one Victoria movie, dearly, guy. but a lot of her questions came from she didn't realize Hydra was working with the Nazis. <laughs> True. <Okay>. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, also, you guys lied to me. This was a war movie too. Kind <laughs> eh. of weapons manufacturing movie. And like that's the thing okay. is that that ends. It's yeah. war profiteering. Well, I mean, the war profiteering continues through the entire trilogy. That's actually like a huge part of Tony's storyline. The yeah. next movie, I'm just saying, Obadiah Stane. I, in my personal opinion, great bad guy. Next movie, you get Sam Rockwell as the villain, and he's <gasps> so good. He's so oh good. My God. He is so out there that you almost want to root for him just it's to see so more of awesome. him. Like it's so dope. He's so weird. Like I don't know how to describe him, but like he's weird in the best type of way. Um, no, like, he's wild. Sure. It's like it's I, just so. Oh God, I can't. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more next week. But, like, yeah, this movie, the only thing it does with setup is that it introduces Coulson at the very end, who says he's from S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah, no, I, I did. Yeah. That was really the only thing that's like, ooh, this is bigger mm-hmm. than we thought. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Um, I, what I, I had something else to say. Can I say a fun fact? My brain 
that I saved for sure. this specifically because I think it's funny. Okay. The so. announcer for all the like Stark Industry award ceremonies. I, do, I do you saw see it. what I am about to say? Yeah. <laughs> The Wait, guy who does this. the voiceover work for all the, like, announcements in the building and at, like, the award ceremonies and all that shit. His name is Will Lyman. And I found that out, like, two weeks oh. ago and put a note in my phone to mention it. Yeah, I, when I was, I, I don't know who I was trying to look at, but I was looking at IMDb and I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, that's uncle my Will. name. <laughs> my good <laughs> uncle, you know? <laughs> no. No, not I have no idea who he, this no. man is. Um, I did look at that man's IMDb though. He does a lot of narrating. Yeah, he's got that voice. I guess so. Um, that was yeah. But I just thought it was funny. funny so yeah. no, I thought it was yeah. funny too. Um. <laughs> oh gosh. I feel like I feel like one of the things about this movie being early is that it's it's. As you get later into the MCU and you go back and watch this one, it's like there's actually a lot of color in this, which like unfortunately the MCU starts to get more grayed out and like mellow with their color palettes as time goes on. And like a lot of movie franchises do that as they go on and get darker. But like seeing like him practicing in the garage and then just like the first time you see the real actual red and gold suit, like it's a special thing. I think part of that too, though, has to do with the fact, like Leanne was saying earlier, that this was a Paramount production. Um, that like because I could even tell it was film. It was filmed differently than the other ones that yeah. I've watched. Yeah. Well, it was written and directed by the guy who played Happy Hogan. Yeah. John Favreau. Oh my God, he looks so young in this. Yeah, he does. Like so young. You think he looks young in this? Go back and watch the season of Friends he was in. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. The ultimate fighting champion. Am I the ultimate fighting champion, Monica? No. Then I'm not done. (laughs) My favorite exchange. It's so (laughs) stupid. Uh, No, I think it's a solid movie. I think... I think Robert Downey Jr. gets a lot of, or Iron Man gets a lot of hate that it doesn't necessarily deserve because of Civil War and because everybody just loves to to suck Captain America's dick. Yeah, because that's America's dick. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I feel like, and another thing is like, I feel like any actual criticisms I could give this movie are things that are just like so minuscule when you keep in mind like what what this movie ended up yeah. doing and just. You know, like what I mean, like I've found something out the other day, which like was a part of Marvel Studios history that like I never had heard, which I've known like the basic gist. They sold off all their best selling characters to other people in the 90s. They're about to go bankrupt. And so they were kind of left with they were kind of left with their B list characters in terms of public opinion before 2008. Iron Man, most people, people knew Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, the Fantastic Four and X-Men. Like I'm talking regular Batman and Superman are Marvel. I know, but I'm just saying oh, in general. Okay. But like, like those were very commonly people can make references to them. People got the gist, etc. Iron Man, I only knew about because of video games that like I played. I, but now it's like even my parents are like, "Oh yeah, Iron Man, I've heard of that. Like that is a thing." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And there's, go ahead. And I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say one part of the story that I didn't know was. Marvel originally wanted to do the mm, 
questionable thing of like let's make a franchise aimed to sell toys kind of like transformers and my little pony and power rangers and all that stuff i i was gonna say that like this felt like a transformers movie at one point (laughs) but what ended up happening was they're like all right let's use a shoe they the reason why they decided on iron man was they basically gave the heroes that they had ant-man captain america iron man they put they printed pictures out them and they did a focus group with a bunch of kids and all the kid goes that one looks cool he's a robot and they're like, all right, his toys will sell. And then when this movie blew up, they're like, fuck the toys. This is what we're doing now. I'm and a lot of it was done on a very tight budget. They they had to fight to get Robert Downey Jr. Really? They thought that he was – I heard that he was like at the time like he was – people didn't consider this, him They had like, to fight the studio no? executives didn't want to hire him. Oh, That's what I meant. When you say they had to fight to get Robert Downey Jr., it makes it sound like Robert Downey Jr. didn't want to do it. Yeah. No, 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 I'm sorry. They had to fight the, yeah, the studio from order. accepting the fact that they wanted Robert Downey Jr. because they were like, that's too much of a risk. Like, you know his past. Is anyone going to come see his movie? Yeah. Especially because, like, like, the movie in its form that we got started in 2005, and we were not far out from Robert Downey Jr.'s last, like, mental break in public. Like, nobody knew if him staying clean and sober was going to stick. Yeah, they almost made it Tom Cruise. That, yeah. Oh, oh, the list of people, because Universal Studios has been trying to make an Iron Man movie since 1990. They were the first ones to get the rights because they already had the rights to the character for the theme parks. And so they just like went back to Marvel and were like, hey, we want to make a movie with Iron Man. And it was supposed to be, um, and it was supposed to be some actor that like nobody knew about and Stuart Gordon was supposed to direct it. And it got sold off to 20th Century Fox in like 1996 and they wanted Nick Cage for the longest oh time. God. He wanted to play it. I, the director at the time wanted him. It was like, a whole- I think you told me that. You're telling me there's a version of both Iron Man and Superman where Nick yes. Cage plays them? And then- in he dropped out for something else and so then they wanted tom cruise and so stan lee and jeff fintar wrote a script that was supposed to be for tom cruise and then um scientology said tom cruise couldn't do it (laughs) uh they told him he wasn't allowed (laughs) to do it and so then they created this weird science fiction movie that was gonna be directed by fucking quentin tarantino (laughs) They brought him on for rewrites Um, and he was supposed to rewrite it and direct the script and Modoc was going to be the villain and it was going to be this whole science fiction thing. And then it got sold off to New Line and bounced to Josh Whedon and it's a whole freaking thing. And it ended up in the best hands because listen, I'm someone who likes the character of Modoc. That is not someone you introduce in your first movie. He is too weird of a person. Or thing, really. And the other thing from that focus group was um, they realized in that focus group, we have to make it very clear that he's not a robot. And that's where yes. all the shots of his face like this, that's why they were incorporated. When it's just him inside the suit. The suit or him just with the mask up, which you also see a lot in the superhero movies because a lot of these agents are like, no, you're paying for him. Yeah. We want to show his face. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And... I was going to say, I feel like, though, out of most of the the Marvel superheroes, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. has 
the easiest part in this because he doesn't necessarily have to be in the no. suit. They can just animate yeah. it. It was um obviously not the flying parts, but like in this, they had an actual suit for this movie. By Iron Man two, they started uh, and the, CGIing the body it more. Suits with the dots all over them. Yeah, and then there's been points because I've seen it behind the scenes from the first Avengers movie where it's like he has like the upper half or like his chest and his shoulders, but then from there down, it's kind of CGI'd. Yeah. So he could still move freely, but get the feel. Also, of the just because we were just talking about this, John Favreau originally didn't think Robert Downey Jr. would want it and tried to convince Sam Rockwell to. Iron Man uh, and at that time it was going to be an ultimate spy movie and it was going to be like Tom Clancy and James Bond and Robocop and Marvel was like nah <laughs> let's not do any yeah, th- this movie could have went bad so many yeah. ways um, and they really wanted Sam Rockwell because of X-Men and uh, Spider-Man they had such strong characters in it and they were Sam Rockwell was inspired. No, it was just like the idea was that he was the kind of star that like would drag people to the box office even oh, if okay. they didn't give a fuck about um the the superhero. Yeah. And he yeah. said no. And then it went to Robert Downey Jr. And then I said, Do you want to play Justin Hammer? And he said, I'm going it's to give the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> I'm going to give the performance <laughs> of my lifetime. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna dance it. weird. I'm gonna talk weird, but ah, oh, it's, it's gonna be so, so good. Fun. It's so fun. In, in, in me looking at Sam Sam Rockwell's lengthy IMDb, I've come across that he does a voice in G Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guinea pig movie. Yes. yes, he does a voice in the guinea pig movie. He. This is the thing that I I think is why everybody like why sam rockwell is so good he commits 110 percent to everything he's in like i think yeah like if i think i'm the only one here who's seen the 1999 a midsummer's night dream with stanley tucci and michelle pfeiffer and kevin klein but he's in that as a small character and just given his fucking all like jojo rabbit he's just given it his all hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Vice. vice um like, if you haven't seen Vice, just look up Sam Rockwell playing George W. Bush because he's just going to ham on a chicken wing as he asks uh, Christian Bale to become his yeah. vice president. I think I've seen that yeah. clip. It's, he's yeah. fucking, that's why he's so good. It's just because he commits to everything. And the fact that he commits yeah. sells you on it. Like, if you were to give me, like, a description of Justin Hammer on paper and then his lines, I don't think most people would have done no. it the way he did. And it's like. But he's just like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. make him quirky. Like he just commits full on to like I don't think Takio Watiti said to him during Jojo Rabbit, you're gonna be a closeted gay man who's in love with Alfie Allen, but like Sam Rockwell did it and committed to it and fucking went for it. And it's like, all right, my guy, like dope. You can do whatever you want forever. But well, I think it's a good movie. <sighs> so good. I love it. I'm I'm in the same place with Jordan I'm... where I don't think any of them are bad. Of the Iron Man movies, I'm no. very, I'm very excited now for for number two. Number two, I think number oh. two is my favorite. I will say that it it number two is good for like a lot of different reasons. I kind of like the villain in it too. Like he's kind of the most meh part of it all, the main villain. But like I still like him. Yeah, for some and reason. like that's also partly because it's fucking Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I Iron Man 2 is definitely my favorite of the three, but I think all of them are good. If you want to laugh, Victoria, I highly recommend you look at all the original posters for the Iron Man movies. Because remember the original, was it Far From Home that had the really bad poster or was it Homecoming? Both. Both of the Marvel has done that with all their movies recently where they do that like it's like the original Harry Potter poster that everyone knows, but like they add characters to the background and like that's not a poster from this day and age, but I think they make them for international. I don't know, because like the Iron Man they had a period of time where their posters were dope and then like because like the Iron Man one poster is like fine, the Iron Man two poster is terrible, the Iron Man three poster is terrible. Their teaser posters are always better than the actual posters. Um, Because, like, I also remember, like, in the lead-up to Infinity War, the the collection of posters where it was the original logo, the Age of Ultron logo, and the Infinity War logo lined up next to each other. Like, that the was teaser cool, posters but it's are like, there are better. always weird ones. Like, and I don't, I just don't understand why. <laughs> I don't get it. I know, I'm now, I know what you're talking oh, about, yeah. and I'm yeah. now picturing. Like, this one is, yeah. I can't. Oh yeah. They're rough, right? Honestly, hot take. I think this one's less rough than the modern ones because there's less characters in it. I still think they're all bad. (laughs) Captain America. And for here's the other thing. Yeah. But the other thing to me is like it's weird how like it when Marvel does it when they do all the characters and like oh it's just one, one head out of the corner doesn't that for some reason it doesn't work but like when Star Wars does it I'm sold on yeah. it okay. yes that's the one I think for Star Wars okay the thing is that's like a dated like concept IP so, like, yeah basis. yeah so I think for Star Wars it works because the like you think of like the original movies that came out when those come out the, the, the 80s, 70s and 80s 70s? yeah and that like the 80s that was like the big time when like people made posters yeah. like that like they, they literally like the stranger things ones they literally only make those because they were like we want to make them look like like the, like 80s. the 80s yeah and yes uh star wars like commits to the bit all the way through if you watch the star wars movie they're using those god-awful like transitions you get on windows movie maker because that's what yeah. the originals did actually thinking about it now the guy that does the the um, Stranger Things ones, I think he does he does the the Marvel's uh, Shield show. Agents of Shield art. Yeah. I think the Agents so. Of Shield now art is look. actually dope. I'm like two seasons in and I'm overwhelmed. Like, no, no. But no. Anytime they shove the whole cast onto a poster, it hasn't looked good. The I'm looking at them now, and you're right. It's like the OG teaser trailer is always dope, and then what they come out with that goes up in movie theaters always look fucking ridiculous. Because I'm looking at the Captain America one <laughs> now too, and the teaser trailer was the one with him standing in the suit holding the shield, looking down. And it just said Avenger across his chest, and it's fantastic. It's really cool. The movie poster is Red Skull and an American flag and then, like, Peggy Carter and Sebastian Stan and all the mm-hmm. other, like, little side characters you don't really get to know. I was yeah. right. It's the same, the same uh, guy. I, the only time I liked the multiple people was Infinity War and Endgame because that was kind of that the point. That makes sense. Yeah. That made sense. It, and especially in Infinity War where the whole marketing is everyone's yeah. together now. That was, like, that whole marketing the- thing. 
But like, I think Marvel has gotten astronomically better at marketing. From Infinity Wars marketing was fine, Endgame's marketing was fine, WandaVision's marketing is fucking phenomenal. Like, it's amazing. so good. I know people, um, specifically Amanda, literally texted me recently and she said, I want to watch WandaVision, but I know I won't get it. So now I have to watch all we the We barely movies. get it. Like, Jordan and I barely understand it. But I it's like great. that I don't get it's it. It's so fun. It's so oh god. I've just des- twice this week to two different people. I have described that show as like I'm like I'm. They're like oh I think it's, they should move faster. I'm like I also agree, but I'm happy that they're not. And I've said it's kind of like edging to me. But yeah, she she saw the advertising for that show and she was like, this looks cool. No, it's yeah. their advertising for it is so fucking cool. It is. I good. really liked the like the for Spider Man Homecoming. Obviously not the. Mm, fucking collage they had i like the one before where it's like him laying down listening to music in the white um shirt that the, his school gives him yes, or the yellow yeah. jacket i mean that I, one was good that one if that was, was the good. only poster i would have no complaints oh, but again same. that was the <laughs> teaser poster oh, like yeah. the teaser posters are yeah. always good and the real posters are always shitty i hate it god um but <laughs> I just remembered. Um, the twenty-first night of September. No, <laughs> when um, when um, Far From Home came out, and somebody um, like took his passport image and um, put a denied stamp on it, and then crossed out Far From, so it just said Spider-Man Home. Spider-Man Home. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man home. Uh, yeah because the sad thing is like i'm just like trying to jog my memory and like the toby Maguire spider-man poster the official one i would argue is better than the homecoming far from home thing of just oh let's put everyone that's in the cast on oh yeah 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 i I am strictly talking i'm saying that's the disappointing part yeah you know what i mean yeah no yeah Okay, we've completely derailed yeah, this. So <laughs> um, but yeah. Welcome to ranking the Marvel posters. <laughs> yes. What if Aaron rants about marketing for 20 minutes? You know? What if we made that a, a podcast within a podcast where we just rank the posters? You're all bad. I think they're... <laughs> oh my God. At the end, at the end of, when we get to the end, we'll do an episode where we rank all the posters. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Uh, um, did you watch the post credit scenes for this one though, Victoria? I did. I don't remember what happened. It's but Nick I did. Fury coming in and being like, You're not the only superhero. Oh. Wanna join the Avengers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a ton in no. that one. Because I think they were also like it's hard to to remember a world before post credit scenes because they're just everywhere now. Uh, but it's like, it, there a lot doesn't, not a lot happens in the early post credit scenes. But they were so special because they're like, oh fuck, they're actually yeah. going through with this. this yeah. Yeah, this post credit scene is like huge. Oh yeah, the yeah. internet blew up. And then it just exploded from there. And now, like last night when my parents watched Wonder Woman 1984 and were like, 
there, uh, I said, did you watch post credit scene? And my dad went, no, I turned it off before that. I shouldn't have, I should know better by now. And I was like, no, come on, dude. Yeah. The amount, oh yeah, the amount of people who like didn't know to um, keep watching the credits uh, uh, season three of Stranger Things. I was like, dude, come on. You should know by now. Oh, I've gotten to the point where like, Learn, you know how like WandaVision has like seven minutes of credits at the end for whatever reason? I have like started to like fast forward through them, but I'm like, I'm not closing it because I got, even though Disney Plus is like next episode, I'm like, no, no, let me double check. There's not post credit scenes. The commercials in it serve as as kind of. As a post credit scene. I feel like I like though, like, because it's now, it gets people watching the credits, you know? And you can see all these people who, like, you would never even think, like, like how many people work on some of these movies. I just think post-credit scenes need to make sense. If, like, and, like, I guess at this point, the superhero genre has said, this is a thing we want to do. But, like, I don't know, when fucking Mamma Mia 3 comes out and they have a post-credit scene for some reason, it's like, what was the point of this? (laughs) No, yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think they need to, they either need to, like, make sense to like hint at something coming up or it just needs to be something like silly that like you're like you don't need this for any reason but like it's the Avengers post credit scene they had, well, two, they had two and one i don't i never remember which order they're in but one of the it's thanos yeah, first that I was, I was this with my the mid-credit yeah. scene matters the post-credit scene is like if you miss it it's not the end of the world it's, it's just, just funny. hilarious. Like you're not, but you're not missing information. Um, yeah. No. And to be, I, I, as the movies go on, you definitely start to be like, oh, I have to see the post credit scene. Whereas, like, if Victoria didn't see Nick Fury was standing in a corner looking out a window and pitches the Avengers to Tony, you're not missing anything in the story. You're just missing the fact that that's what they're leading up to. I, I mean, think you knew that going in. Yeah, I was gonna say, and at this point, this many years into this, I should, I should know that they're gonna be the yeah. Avengers. Um, no, I, I love the Iron Man movies. I have some very unpopular Marvel opinions, though, and I'm, I'm very aware of that. Um, no, no, I mean, I, I, I like the trilogy as a whole. Yeah. I'm just, I think I realized last night, I'm so excited for you to get to Thor. I'm so excited. Like the two, the two I was really amped about was Iron Man 2 and Thor because I love both of those movies. I'm so excited. Those are yeah, back to are. back. So. Yeah. And We're you will. there. And also. Jordan will have to rein my rant about Thor in. No, because I, I just, I feel like I'm going to have, not as passionate, but like I'm also going to have like a lot to say about it too. But, like, and the other interesting thing about the next two movies you're watching is, like, they take place within, like, the same time frame. Like, there's a character that leaves. Yeah, it's, like, the same week. Like, it's not a character will leave Iron Man 2 and pop up in Thor for the yeah. same reason. It literally takes place in one week. So yeah. the Hulk is also in that week, but we're not making you sit through that god-awful movie. <laughs> just, Just go to YouTube and search. Incredible Hulk fight scene end Harlem and just watch. You that. don't even need I to don't, know that. All I just need know. To, he destroys Harlem. I Green Guy yeah. go burr. If if I didn't have to watch any fight scenes, I would That's be happy. This so. is why I said you're not going to like the Hulk. Is because a it's not Mark Ruffalo and I don't like Ed Norton as Bruce Banner. It's 
all fight scenes. It's just fight scenes. And it's also like, and they're not no, creative fight just... scenes. Like, I get not being into action scenes, but like Iron Man is like, oh, but like, it's not punching and kicking. Or it's not martial arts. It is, you have the re- ability to fly. You have the repulsors. You have the laser. Like that, That's when I was like, this is a Transformers movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like. Yeah. It's you don't need to watch it. All you need to know is Thunderbolt Thaddeus Ross, like, but he appears later on. We can tell you who he is later on, and all you need to know is Bruce fucked his daughter. Like they dated for a while. And that's not even important because yeah. we haven't seen her since. And he has never mentioned Actually her. Uh, Um wait, did did they fuck? Because you do know that in that movie they make it so like if he gets a boner, he goes into Hulk mode. I'm not joking around, Victoria. Like that's a no. legitimate thing. I know that. I know that. Like they're making out and it's like they're getting frisky and then you hear the watch go off and he's like i can't i'm like how maybe that's why you're so well, angry that's though. my thing either he turns into the hulk when he gets angry or he turns into the hulk when his heart rate reaches a certain point but those are not the same thing and those are not the same and thing. angry are not the same emotion although they come from a similar place and sometimes you get confused and that's why you get a hate fuck. That's a fact, though, that they come from similar parts. We've completely derailed this <laughs> podcast. Which, once again, that is the yeah, point of this. You know, Jordan you know. and I get to say the stupid shit we yell at each other about Marvel. It's uh, not stupid, it's a fact. No, I just, it really bothers me. But yeah, The Hulk is not an important movie. Okay, good. I, I mean, that's also just it. for our listeners, uh, the three people who listen to this. We will not be no. doing The Incredible Hulk because it's... Well, I, in the first episode, I read the list. So if they, they, for some reason... We're not doing the Hulk, basically. It's going in chronological yeah. order. We're not doing the Hulk. Yes, Jordan. Um, hi, I have an idea. Next week, can we just review, like, the 70s Lou Ferrigno Hulk movie? No, in place that's of the Incredible even worse. Hulk? That's even worse. <laughs> I... Okay, I'll meet you in the middle. 2003... This is the thing. I love Hulk. I love Bruce Banner. I shouldn't even say I love the Hulk because I don't read the Incredible Hulk comics because I like the Hulk. I just love Bruce Banner. I don't think anyone plays him well until Mark Ruffalo. Like, okay. Oh yeah, no, I'm maybe, just being a dick. I'm just being. Maybe someday, in when I'm bored, I'll I'll watch some one of the Hulk movies, and Jordan and I can have a bonus episode without you. <laughs> Oh, I've only ever seen the Incredible Hulk one. Um, I tried to watch the 2003 one at like a birthday party. I was throwing and I was just like, eh, you guys want to play? Like, this we is were, boring. Yeah. It's what George tried to say. So it would, be, it would be fun for both of us. What? The, um, actually, that movie did one good thing is when I was like eight years old, I had like the foam Hulk hands from Toys R Us that you put. And in the inside, they had like a metal bar to hold on to. And you go, bop, bop, bop. And they're very fun. I'm glad this is what you got out of the Hulk. And you put batteries in them and like they made noise. You know, like Hulk smash. Good. I miss those. I wonder where they are. I like. got thrown out. <laughs> yeah, probably. My mom throws out a lot of shit without my asking. I think it's first. understandable that she threw out the Hulk glove, the foam Hulk gloves that were her now 25 year old sons. Like, it's, it's yeah. sound logic. That's fair. I'm not saying you're wrong. But... Good lord. 
All right. Well, that has been. Sorry. Go ahead. Any last thoughts before I I close this out? No. (laughs) They're going for $289 on eBay. Oh my God. Stop. Please don't buy them. Bless you. you. What's unfortunate is that means that eBay comment from Jordan's probably getting cut out because I sneezed over it. Aww. Uh, all right. Well, that has been the Marvel Schools for Dunny. Dumb. Well. <laughs> that has. Been, we just don't have a name. That has been the Marvel School for Dummies review of Iron Man. We will be back next week with a review of Iron Man Two. I'm so excited. Uh Victoria, where can they find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Victoria Lyman. And Jordan, where can they find you? You could find me at Twitter at Jordan underscore Deep, or you could follow my other podcast that I do at Waypoint Podcast on all podcast services around the world, including YouTube as well. And we And uh you can finally find me on OnlyFans as Mr. <laughs> Hulk Hands. You just had a hole in it. No, it's just all I'm wearing. All I'm wearing are the Hulk hands. You should put me on these Marvel boxers and the Hulk hands, and that just be your thing. I'm actually hold on. I'm liking the I'm liking the circle the the cut a hole in it idea because like if they want videos of me touching myself, I just do it with the Hulk hand. And I'm Lear and Jess. You can find me on Twitter at Lear and Jess. You can also find us on Twitter at Orphan Gamers, which is the Twitter account for Jordan and my streaming channel on Twitch. You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Orphan Gamers. Jordan is currently streaming Pokemon. And I haven't in a few weeks. Okay, Jordan is to going it. to get back to streaming Pokemon, and I, uh, once I'm officially over the flu, will be getting back to streaming the Sims 100 Baby Challenge. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.